good morning to the rest of the world as well. You are listening to Word Vomit here on RadioIdawild.org. We are your hosts. I'm Nathan Desjarnet. My name is Puke. And once again, joining you all, uh, I'm Brian McWilliams. B. McWillie with us once again in the studio. Well, we're still in my living room. The studio is not quite ready yet. Still working on that. Almost done. Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday the 15th. All kinds of good stuff going on today. Yeah. This is my first time uh, doing this in your living room. Oh, yeah. And it been... is welcome back. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. you've been it's in, good in to quarantine see you, doing it via Skype. Although, so. yeah. uh, you know, fishing pole length away. That is true. Yeah, uh, all... Keeping the six foot distance. All keeping distant. Keeping it safe. Keeping it sane. Keeping it clean. Gentlemen, Something how like are that. you both? Everything well? Families? Yeah, everybody seems to be all right. Seemingly so. As far as I know. What do we want to start with? I guess the the usual. The huge. So I guess uh, the latest numbers for COVID nineteen. If you've seen twenty twenty. Uh, if you've seen that yet. So there's two million confirmed COVID cases. We're up to about a hundred and fifty thousand deaths. We're under that. And that's worldwide. Worldwide, yeah. And of course, worldwide. It's interesting. I'm looking at worldmeters.info. And they've got it as active cases and closed cases. So when you look at the closed cases at the moment right now, there's about a 21% death rate in closed cases. And of course, that number will change. And in the active cases, only 4% are considered serious or critical. So that's kind of interesting, the the dynamic there. So it's probably somewhere in between, somewhere around 10%. Yeah, what, where does that gray area land? Right. Exactly. Those are just, uh, those are un, undesignated, un, unconfirmed, un, yeah. Yeah, so here in the in the States, we're over 600,000. Um, cases. Yeah, cases. We're adding new cases all the time. Uh, U.S. deaths are getting up there as well. We're... About 26,000 deaths. Uh, we're over that now, but confirmed anyway. Well, that was after uh, an interesting event happened in New York. Right. So I guess um, 3,700 uh, new cases were added, and these were presumptive cases. So it's kind of interesting when you read this. These people had actually never been tested, or their test was never positive. So this is a presumptive death count that they're adding these 3,700 deaths. So there's no confirmed idea that these are actually COVID deaths. But it's interesting that New York decided for some reason to go ahead and do it, even though there's no confirmation. It's just a, a proposed or supposed uh, death count. Pre, pre, uh... Well, I guess with the number of the bodies that they're like slinging into their makeshift morgues and everything, you know, they're... They're at least trying to keep track of who's dying from what and whatever. And so I guess there's oh, yeah, that many deaths that, that's in, a projected in just a few months. That's a projected. Uh, you said it was what sixteen hundred? How many? Uh, so they added thirty seven hundred additional 3, presumed cases. So that means those cases did not yeah, have a confirmed it's a, positive test. It's a and, presumptuous number, right? So. so that that puts New York State up above ten thousand cases, mm-hmm. presumptively. No, that's that's con- or, sorry deaths. That's confirmed deaths. 
in right. New York. And I'm sure there's some that are being counted as corona deaths that aren't, and there's some that aren't corona deaths that are. It's, but that's uh, so okay. So there's well, and a lot of New York. Uh, that's definitely a bad one. Um, now I was looking at it earlier. Isn't like New Jersey and Michigan aren't those at least in terms of deaths? Um, I think that they were they were in the pretty high numbers also. Uh, yes, I don't have the state counts in front of me, but those were some of the higher ones. Uh, California was higher, and of course, uh, Washington had a higher. So I death think on rate. that one, if you go to country, up, up at the top, or even uh, no, 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 on that. So yeah, just go to USA. A lot of these numbers, we we also have to take this into consideration. Everybody break it down by that, state. Um, in your. Uh, in your experience, Puke, mm-hmm. um, with the the COVID testing and everything, it right. took it was outside of two weeks before yeah. you got Ten any days. confirmation um, as far as anything goes. So, even the people who are tested, I think there's there's where the presumptuous numbers are are people who have been tested but yet to have gotten back any sort of positive or negative. Um, right. Um, but uh, with with the numbers that are going like they're going. Um, gosh, I think those numbers might even be a little under what we end up with. It's uh, yeah. I think one of the last things that I saw that was like, there was, I don't know, 2 million tests or something that were being distributed across the United States, which if we have like 138 million people, that's, that's like not even 2% of the populations being tested. Yeah. Well, and there lies the problem. How many? Uh, how many? How many um, did you say were were being um, developed across the? So vaccine wise, there's uh, there's seventy different vaccines in development right now across the, the entire, entire world. world. Which um, <clears throat> I know that. Uh, you know, Trump gets beat up a lot for everything that he does. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, a couple months ago, he was trying to steal uh, scientists from Germany that were working on a vaccine. He was trying to bring them over to the United States. Get them States. in here to start start working yeah. on something for... He was trying to outbid them from their home country, bring them over to the United States, and well, have them one thing he knows develop a vaccine. Do. But the stipulation with that was that the vaccine goes to America first, because you know, America first, America. Yeah. So uh, they they told him to kick rocks because they weren't going to give up their countrymen like that. But he was he was basically I, trying I to pull like a Manhattan Project kind of thing. Right, right. I'm looking at the state breakdown here, and New York is over two hundred and thousand two hundred thousand cases. Um, which is interesting because below it, the next closest state is New Jersey, and they're at 70,000 cases. So mm-hmm. that's quite a big difference. And, of course, population density is to account into that. Right. So the cases per million, um, it's not that much different. Uh, looking at the details there, it's a, you know, a couple thousand off cases per minute per million. 
Um, another interesting thing is New York did half a million tests, so 500,000 tests, mm-hmm. and some almost 20% uh, of those tests came back positive. So New York definitely had a sweeping hotspot there. Uh, Massachusetts, 30,000. Michigan, uh, 27,000. And then California, we're right below them with 26,000 confirmed cases. So in that deaths um, column right there. Yes. Uh, from what I remember, it was New York at the top, and then it was like New Jersey and Michigan were like the the next in line. Uh, yep, looks like it. And then Louisiana uh, is next for deaths for some reason. Their deaths per instead of like per case, their deaths spiked a lot more than other states. They're even more than California in their deaths. Louisiana. Louisiana, yeah. Well, that's because they they went Mardi ahead Gras. with Mardi Gras and all that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, people. Right. Wow. Nobody's going to keep them from their Mardi Gras. Well, that's the thing, too. Like, it's for all the numbers and everything that they keep trying to put together, and this is the projected number of deaths nationwide, and this is this, and this is that. It's all BS because we don't, we don't have enough tests. This if we true. could test the entire nation, then we could come up with the numbers of who we think is going to right. make it these or are not. All, you know? These are all these are all very loosely projected based on based on influxes that we haven't even seen before. Like Right. So I'm also looking at another uh list here, and I shouldn't say list, but line item here. A row is the US military where there's just under five thousand cases and there's been confirmed deaths also, about sixteen of them, and one of those Deaths came off of um, the Roosevelts, where we had that captain mm-hmm. who was ousted, and the acting Navy secretary ended up resigning over that situation, where there's right. now been a confirmed death on that ship. So it's uh, it's escalating, that's for sure. So they're still stuck on the ship? I think they're moving to dock or have docked or something like that, where they're able to get medical supplies somehow. So there's really not that much difference between an actual Navy vessel and a cruise ship. Well, the big difference is now our adversaries know that we're out a aircraft carrier. Well, well, yeah. I don't know if they're really rallying the troops to try and come over and cough on us. <laughs> um, you know what? The the USMC uh, Mercy, which pulled into port at, I believe it was Long Beach Harbor? I think so. Um has now, I believe it's seven confirmed cases of actual people who are, are, you know. Mm. Um, that was the ship that uh, the dude was trying to run a train into, right? The Mercy? Was yeah, parked the over Mercy. In the, yeah. Parked in the harbor? Yeah. yeah. The guy, the conductor was running the train and ran it off the tracks trying to hit the boat. To hit the, he thought yeah. that he could derail a train into a boat. It's interesting. I, I was trying to see what He's he actually thought. He's watched way too many Die Hard movies. <laughs> exactly. Anyways. The only thing that I could find is that the ship isn't there for what they say it's there for. But none of the articles actually say what he thinks the ship is there for. Just that mm-hmm. it's not there for what we think it is. So it makes me it makes me curious what he actually thought they were doing on that on that vessel. Uh, they're installing well, they 5G. Just, you know, that that's what they're telling us that they found. You know what I mean? Who oh, knows? Yeah, he, they, he probably said more. I'm sure he said more. Anyways, uh, another thing also uh, as far as 
you know, if we knew how many cases and all that stuff, mm-hmm. you know, if we had all the appropriate testing. But uh, Sweden continues to thumb oh, yeah. its nose at uh, at Trump over the whole thing, and still allowing um, still allowing public crowds. Uh, oh yeah. Just under 50. And they, um, they do have a higher death rate than some places in Europe per capita. Well, it's of any Scandinavian country. Of course. Well, see, it, seemingly so per, per what, per cases they claim they have. See, they have, they claim they have something like, and this was, this is two days ago, but they claim they have just under 10,000 confirmed cases. Um, right. And just under 800 confirmed deaths, mm. uh, 793 confirmed. Um, that was a couple of days ago. Uh, and I know that since then, um, there have been other things implemented. Um, there was no lockdown. It was just uh, now there's avoid um, restaurants and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. now they're just finally getting into the whole like, well, hey, if you can stay home, kind of stay home. Right. Public air, fine. You know what I mean? Keep your keep your distance. But um, so they're just now getting into that. Now, I would assume that within a week or two, we'll see an influx and a greatly different story there. If well, it, we if never it can... know. And it's kind of the great European experiment, too, because we're looking at different ways that different countries are doing mm-hmm. this, which, uh, ironically, I I'm, do not like Trump, but I do like some of the response that he's done for this. For example, letting the states do their own uh, lockdowns because each state has its own industry, each state has its own populace. Right, but so, he's supposed to be the one that decides when everybody opens. Yeah, and he's so the been states a are responsible themselves well. for locking their own state down. I, I disagree with him on that. I think the states should decide when they open up on their own. Right. Well, and and he wants it both ways too, and can't have his cake either way. So, right. Yeah. Uh, you you have some sort of clips on that, do you not? Uh, a little bit. Mostly, what I have is. Uh, Stuff on Fauci and uh, what Fauci is saying, which I do have uh, an interesting clip here about uh, Trump's progress in um, how he was locking down the nation based on his medical team's assessment. And this is that clip. It's kind of a, a long one. So, okay. Thank you, Mr. President. Just a, one, a couple of things, and then I just want to make a comment about something that happened yesterday. You're going to hear from Dr. Burke soon about the numbers that we've been talking about, how things are starting to balance off. And I think the more as we go by each day, I think we're going to see, and again, I never like to get ahead of myself or of Dr. Burks, but it looks like even though we've had a really bad week last week, remember when I was speaking to you before, I was saying this was really a bad week. Uh, there's still going to be a lot of deaths, but we're starting to see in some areas now that kind of flattening, particularly in a place that was a hot spot like New York. That's the first thing. The second thing is that I had a really very, very productive conversation with the Congressional Black Caucus uh, this morning uh, for about an hour, and they really wanted to know what exactly are we going to be doing in the immediate as well as the long range about the health disparities and the discrepancies both in infection and in poor outcome in the minorities in general, but specifically African-American. And I mean, I made it very clear to them that what we have to do is focus on getting the resources where the vulnerable are to be able to get testing done, to be able to get the appropriate um, uh, identification 
where proper and where appropriate to isolate and contact trace if we can, but also to help mitigate in a community that is, is suffering and suffering much more disproportionately. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. The other point I wanted to make is that I, I, I had uh, an interview yesterday that I was asked a, a hypothetical question. Uh, and hypothetical questions sometimes can get you into some difficulty because it's what would have or could have. The nature of the hypothetical question was if, in fact, we had mitigated earlier, could lives have been saved? And the answer to my question was, as I always do, and I'm doing right now, perfectly honestly say, yes. I mean, obviously, if you, mitigation helps. I've been up here many times telling you that mitigation works. So if mitigation works, and you instigate it and, and you initiate it earlier, you will probably have saved more lives. If you initiated it later, you probably would have lost more lives. You initiated at a certain time. That was taken as a way that maybe somehow something was at fault here. So let me tell you from my experience, and I can only speak from my own experience, is that we had been talking before any meetings that we had about the pros and the cons the effectiveness or not of strong mitigations. So discussions were going on mostly among the medical people about what that would mean. The first and only time that Dr. Burks and I went in and formally made a recommendation to the president to actually have a, quote, shutdown in the sense of not really shutdown, but to really have strong mitigation we discussed it. Obviously, there would be concern by some that, in fact, that might have some negative consequences. Nonetheless, the president listened to the recommendation and went to the mitigation. The next second time that I went with Dr. Burks into the president and said, 15 days are not enough. We need to go 30 days. Obviously, there were people who had a problem with that because of the potential secondary effects. Nonetheless, at that time, the president went with the health recommendations, and we extended it another 30 days. So I can only tell you what I know and what my recommendations were. But clearly, as happens all the time, there were interpretations of that response to a hypothetical question that I just thought it would be very nice for me to clarify because I didn't have the chance to clarify. Thank you. You know, I, to be honest with you, I don't even remember what the date was. All right, so that's, that's pretty much the gist of it. So basically what he's saying is the medical team went to Trump and said, hey, we should do this. And Trump said, okay, let's do this. And basically, that's that's the way it worked is the medical team made the suggestion and Trump did it, at least according to Fauci here. That's amazing. <laughs> right. Wait, he, he had he had a group of people who are professionals at what they do and good at what they do. Give him their honest opinion as to what he should do. And he went with it. That's what Fauci just said. Yeah. That's why he yeah, had Fauci true. say it. That's why he had Fauci say it. So if he goes all right, but he can be like, also, well, I didn't say that. Also, Fauci said that if we closed the country sooner, that we would have less deaths. Of right. course we would have. Yeah. That's, that's just logical. And that's, that's something that logic. Trump has been refusing yeah, that's, to say. You ask right, any person, hey, science just isn't really his strong to blame. Yeah. You, you ask anybody, hey, you think if you would have built that lean-to like a day before right. it started raining, you think your shit would have been less wet? 
Yeah, you know, what if we accepted all those millions of tests that the World Health Organization was offered us? The tests were crummy. They were were crummy. Bad bad tests. Bad Bad tests. Fake tests. We didn't try them out. Fake fake news. We didn't try them out. We didn't didn't know nothing. I don't even think I let them through. Uh, I don't think I even had them unload those things. I was like, don't even take them off the truck. Send them back. Nope. They weren't for me. I didn't get to tax them. Meanwhile, Russia is sending us some gear. Sending us some gear. You know, it's getting bad when even Russia sends in urgent medical aid. This giant plane load of essential supplies from Moscow, including testing and protective gear, is a humanitarian gesture, says the Kremlin, one for which New York air traffic control at least... Ooh, disco gear? So, testing from Russia's cool. But testing from the World Health Organization is not. Hmm. We well, you know. Don't they have places like that they store stuff in, like Ghana and stuff like that? <laughs> well, I mentioned last week, right, the millions and millions of dollars of, like, N95 masks and PPE, the, right. the gowns and everything, that ventilators we yeah. that we sent to China in January and February. Yeah. So now we're getting stuff in from Russia because our stockpiles are depleted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and apparently states should have like anticipated this and had their own stockpiles, the federal sp- stockpile. That's uh that's for Jared and company. Now we're having to raid Trump's special super secret disco you know, disco. That's that's their stockpile. You can't have, you know, it just makes me think of Heavy metal. What's my Lochnar? Get your own Lochnar, you bitch. <laughs> Russia's certainly not not happy. What was that direct quote that you had from from Putin earlier, talking about how? Uh, oh yeah, that basically uh, that it was nothing to brag about. Right. The response that they've had. We have not have good response. We have nothing to brag about. Yeah, and that's. That's pretty amazing for on, a guy that, not like... not with shirt off on horse. Yeah, a dude that has the press spread around pictures of him shirtless on a horse. I couldn't imagine Trump having the confidence to go shirtless. On a well, horse. Well, it wasn't his... Anywhere. Di- on a golf <laughs> it course. It was not Putin's disco day. He was not all primed He was pumped. feeling manly. But now he's, you know, now Putin's like, oh, we got nothing to brag about. Where Trump's like... <laughs> Getting him reporters' faces like, oh, why don't you thank us? Why don't you say some nice things? Mm-hmm. What, just a card? That's all you're going to give me? I actually have Trump uh, talking only, about Fauci and that, that whole up. situation. Uh, it's kind of interesting because he retweeted that uh, that particular tweet that called for oh, yeah, Fauci the to get fired. Fauci's job, yeah. yeah. And he's and like, oh, I retweet he things. Tweeted and, that. You know, yeah. sometimes it causes controversy, but yeah. Here's, I'll tell you, I'll tell you who's good. I don't want to put words in Anthony's mouth, by the way, and I like him. Today I walk in, I hear I'm going to fire him. I'm not firing him. I think he's a wonderful guy. Why did you tweet guy? something that said fire Fauci? Why did you fire Fauci? I retweeted somebody. I don't know. They said fire doesn't matter. Oh, no. You noticed that oh, when you retweeted Yeah, I, I noticed everything. So you retweeted it, even though it said time to fire No, Fauci. no, that's somebody's opinion. All that is is an opinion. And you elevated No, I was called about that. I said, I'm not firing. In fact, if you ask your friends in the office, in the public relations office, I was immediately called upon that. 
And I said, no, I like him. I think he's terrific because this was a person's view. Not everybody's happy with Anthony. Not everybody's happy with Trump. Everybody. Oh. <laughs> he almost said it. Almost. No. Not everybody's never... happy with uh, everybody. No, he has. He has a. He, he couldn't has a... say me. He uh, couldn't say me. He couldn't admit. He has a default that button. Criticism he has about a, himself. He has a default button that keeps him from saying oh, any sort of derogatory things it, towards it himself. It almost came out. He keeps going though. We have fifty governors and territories, by the way. People don't ever mention. Yeah, territories. Did you know we have territories? You guys know we have territories. Not many people talk about the territories. The fifty states and territories. Territories. We have fifty governors and territories. He just likes it. He likes to hear himself say the word. And they can't find anything to complain about. Bullshit. And honestly, many of them didn't do their no, jobs. They just I'll don't let you have know the someday. Means to let's see what happens. But I may let you know who's not doing their job. I can tell you the ones that are good, both Republican and Democrat, and the ones who don't know what they're doing. But we help some of the ones that don't know what they're doing. They should have had their own stockpiles. And now, if they want, we can build them stockpiles. Of ventilators. The hardest thing is a ventilator because it's expensive. It takes a while to get. We got them, and nobody believed we did. Now, many of the governors were asking for far too many, and we said they were asking for far too many. We talked, and we said you said very strongly that they just don't need that many. You said they don't need that many beds, Deborah. So that's it. Steve, go ahead. Doctor Fauci, you're on the same page. Yeah, we have been from the beginning. Is he, is he just picking people out of the crowd and throwing them under the bus, the giant He's bus trying. that rolls? He's like Deborah. You said. Well, that's Doctor Burks, right? Deborah Burks. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what he was talking about. But he's like, Deborah. Well, she, she, he's not wrong on that one. New York doesn't need 30,000 ventilators like they were requesting. We need 30,000 ventilators. Like, no, no, you don't. You, you barely need 30,000 beds. Like he they was obviously saying. know Trump. <laughs> They're like, you ask for 30,000, you get home. 30. It's New York. And he's working with some of them, not all of them. Yeah, only the ones that glad hand him. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the ones that the ones that totally squeezes Jeezy's. He's like, oh, some of these governors, they're they're doing a terrible job, and it squeezes my ego. Michigan or not, but Michigan's I, one of them where the governor banned hydroxychloroquine, and then went why after, why because Trump was endorsing it right and left. Oh, we got to get people on hydroxychloroquine. I have a good feeling, a good feeling, and then so she banned it, so doctors couldn't use it, and then a lawmaker, a Democratic lawmaker comes out and says it saved my life and then now the governor's like okay maybe we should get some from the federal government now so now she's asking for trump for this medication after she banned her doctors from being able to prescribe and they're getting it it. it's like (laughs) but you know who's not getting it california do we necessarily are we asking for it nobody no doctors pushing it so it's there is okay so what do i have written down if i can read my own writing Scrabbles. Uh, 20 million prescriptions of hydro or 20 million. I don't, I don't know. 20 million canisters. I have no idea. Individual pills, 20 nah. million pills. I, I don't know. Probably pills. It, it doesn't give more a, likely. It doesn't give a, yeah. But that's from FEMA and it's going to basically two states on the East coast 
and Michigan, and it's not going to anybody on the West. Those are the five. So it's top it's shipping from here so. over there, right? Well, I mean, considering the, how bad things were in Washington State not that long ago, and that California has had a severe amount of cases also, but like that's not even in the discussion. Not that anybody's asking for it, like you said. Yeah, I know Newsom does not like Trump. But they've right. been getting along during this crisis, and Newsom has Seems commended like Trump, and Trump has done the same to Newsom. So I've been been when? surprised with their interactions. With well, when has Trump ever said well, Gavin Newsom's doing a good job? Okay, look, he, he hasn't did. he hasn't I'll said he's done. He hasn't like been in his word, he hasn't been in his uh, his bullseye either. So right. I'd consider that you know Trump acknowledging the fact that he's not doing a shit. Job. I want to keep going on his response on the Fauci question here. Mm. I don't know what it is exactly. If I put somebody... Let me start that over. Sorry about that. I don't know what it is exactly, but if I put somebody's opinion up, you know, I don't mind controversy. I think controversy is a good thing, not a bad thing. But I want it to be honest controversy. Oh <laughs> honest controversy. Honest. So... So that's him retweeting somebody that said that Fauci needs to be fired. Yes. Right. right. Exactly. See, I don't mind controversy as long as it's honest controversy, you know? As long as it's what Trump wants to hear. And, and controversy about. Like, did you did you notice? Did you realize that they were saying that? I don't even know. I noticed that's every time. I diversify. That's horrible. I closed horrible down project. from China. Excuse me. From China. I closed it down from China. China. And by the way, some people think I should have waited longer and maybe ridden it out. I disagree with them, okay? But it was Ooh, thought of. I mean, that those was an alternative. You know, there are a lot of people that would have said, let's write it out. Now, I'll give you the, the, the good news. If I would have done that, it would have been... I think catastrophic because their numbers are, Anthony, 1.6 to 2.2 million people would have died if we tried to do that. How, how do any of these numbers work? The models, man. You put the data in the model and the model punches out we the hypothesis. We don't have the testing. We don't have really any data either because we the data is changing every day. Any he of hasn't that. punched enough models. <laughs> Oh, I see what you did there. Okay, so uh, I don't think it's a stretch of a uh, segue there. I was watching uh, David Spade talking to Lindsay Lohan. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh this should be fun. Um, and so apparently she lives in, I think it's Bahrain. Lindsay um, Lohan? Yeah. She's got like a nightclub out there and stuff. I'm sure she like, does. She's... I'm sure she has a she's, nightclub. She's globetrotting, man. She's she's making Is stuff that what happen. they're calling it now? Yeah. Right. She was saying she hasn't been to, like, L.A. in 10 years or something like that. And, you know, considering, like, the paparazzi and all that other globe stuff, like, I, I don't blame her. Yeah, got it. But, yeah, uh, the Lohan, she's she's out there killing it. But, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, she's, she's talking to, to uh, she David Spade it? on his show on Comedy Central. But I don't think they're airing it on Comedy Central. I think it's only on Spade's uh, Instagram, maybe. Anyway, she's talking about um, uh, how things are in... Bahrain. In, in Bahrain. And uh, she's like, yeah, only one person is allowed out of the house at a time. If somebody sees you on the street, you have to be able to prove what you're doing and all this stuff. Like, it's 
super militant, like ultra crackdown sort of stuff. Um, and she's she was mentioning that like you know so she it's sees like Bahrain back in the eighties. Yeah, well, she sees posts from people you know out here in America, and it's like. You know, oh, they went down to the river and went fly fish, fly fishing, and there's nobody there or whatever. It's like she can't believe it because of how strict it is where they are, and you can't even move without anybody knowing what you're doing or whatever. Like they're gonna be up your butt. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Hide behind a shade tree? There are so none. Seeing people in their, you know, oh, I went on a hike, or I went here, or I went there, You're or in whatever. Bahrain. She's like, What's, the, what yeah, the where hell are you hiking on? to? Yeah. I mean, she's seeing that from I get it, Westerners I get it. and stuff. So she's just discombobulated. Just, it amazes me because there's like, like I, okay, I know a lot of people are struggling. There's there's some friends of mine that are business owners. One of which in particular I saw recently that he was like, you know what? Screw all this liberal BS about the coronavirus. I'm going to vote for Trump in November because he wants to open the economy back up. And he's and the only one that understands. We all, like, we all have a business. Everybody wants to open the economy. I'm losing up. my business and this and this and that. And it's it's not as bad as what they say it is and all this other stuff. Like there's, there's this thing in America especially where we, we, we celebrate our freedom a lot. You know, much like to our own detriment, but our, yes, our freedom of speech, our right to bear arms, our even you know, depending on if you're a lawyer that's on the witness stand or something, the Fifth Amendment. Sure, absolutely. Like we celebrate all of these we, freedoms all the time, and we take them for granted a lot. And at the same time, we seem to think that like that these things are. We're we're privileged, really, is what it boils down to. We seem to think that these things happen everywhere else, and they don't. I don't think we care about anywhere else. Well, they're, they're, uh, <laughs> I think we just kind of observe good... our own situation, and and that's what it is. But people who are like, "Well, I can't go to a bar," that's tyranny. Like there, it's it's really like try living well, just about. Yeah, no, I understand anywhere though because they, they totally slipped that to us in senility almost. Like we all just were like, yeah, sure, okay, because everybody assumed that it was going to be for only a small amount of time. Oh right, we'll um, shut it down for like a week or two. Yeah, and... come on, no, can't go to the bar for what? Right. For how long? Dude, my buddy's bar ain't gonna close down. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm a local there. We keep that place open. Yeah, okay, yeah. But you ain't... Right. Now they're seeing, oh, this is getting extended in like May, June. We're talking outset real real figures. We're talking a year, you guys. Yeah. We're oh, talking yeah. a year. And some people are saying into 2020. We're talking... Cycle, in so. De- okay, so listen to this. Nate, you have a few things to say about this stuff because a few of them touch base with some, some stuff that's in the factual and some stuff that's a little... A little out there in a sense of it being, well, this is what people might be saying. This is, you know, um, touching base with another subject and another show that's going on. But um, about how, you know, 
maybe they're just prepping us for the fact like this is all like none of this stuff is um you know this is all indefinite this is all like until it is over if it is over yeah they're, so they're the, totally there's prepping a big us. big push going on for we're gonna see things happening in cycles so a lot of the experts are saying right we have this really tight lockdown going on now they want to open it up and they want to have a quasi open summer and then they want to lock it back down in the fall when cases start to rise again based on uh, their models and projections on how other viruses act and react in the year. And, excuse and me, one they th- have a long, long history of, of, of actual stuff on this way back to the Spanish flu. Oh, absolutely. And it's kind of interesting because a lot of world leaders are changing their tone and making this this call. For example, Gavin Newsom did a press conference about their plan to reopen California. And part of their plan to reopen California um, includes a kind of soft opening. So they want to expand basically their Drinks only. healthcare community, um, only. their healthcare abilities. I love that. And so that way their hospitals are ready for the surges that are obviously going to happen when you open up and, and re-societize people. Um, but they're societize societize. Yeah. Look it up in the dictionary, man. Is that wow. really, are we really getting into this? <laughs> We're getting into the verbiage now and the, the, uh, the ideal colloquiums. And, and so basically it, they're talking about lifting the stay at home order. So restaurants will still have capacity limits. Face coverings will likely still be required. He says, there's no switch. It's like a dimmer. Another thing that he said that was like rather interesting, uh, someone wow. asked him specifically, how is this going to affect things like mass gatherings, so events that have 50 people or mm. more? And he had this to say in response. You know, doing some of what you talked about. No, I appreciate it. Look, um, and, and, and thank you for the question, because you've also offered me an opportunity to say something that I wasn't clear about in the initial presentation, and that is as it relates to mass gatherings. Uh, the prospect of mass gatherings is negligible at best until we get to herd immunity uh, and we get to a vaccine. Wow. Did I hear that correctly? You did hear that. So mass gatherings, negligible Negligible at at best until we get a vaccine or until we open the gates and get herd immunity. One or the other. You got to have antibodies to open up is what he's saying. Herd immunity. So herd immunity. Well, explain that to explain that to the ones who don't know what that is. Well, more or less, it's basically I I don't want to say what Sweden is doing because it's not they, they do have minor lockdowns. They do have mitigations. It's more of, for example, you just let the people get sick. Searches happen. People die inevitably. And the people who get it get better. And it's done faster. That's the theory of herd immunity is you don't lock down Just the economy. Just so everybody knows, herd immunity is is basically let everybody it's it's a full on almost yeah, pe- people who are at risk will stay home it's at a their pandemic own will. Calling. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So just let everyone get it, let them die or get the vaccine and everything will be normal again. And he keeps going talking about that. So large scale events that bring in hundreds thousands, tens of thousands of strangers uh, all together across every conceivable difference, health and otherwise, uh, is not in the cards uh, based upon our current 
guidelines and current expectations. Uh, things can change radically, uh, and we, of course, can have therapeutics at scale, the kind of community testing at scale, the serology tests at scale, uh, and uh, capacity to uh, get vaccines earlier than we anticipated that can change that dynamic. So I want to caution my own words in that context. So getting vaccines at scale, testing at scale, therapeutics at scale, looks like we may not be having Coachella in October. I don't want to talk about it. According to the governor's words. <laughs> According to the governor's words. Messing with my nut, Newsom. What do you think, Gov? What do you think, Gov? Oh, I'd rather say bruv. What's bruv. up, bruv? So multiple times he's talking about vaccines here. Basically, and he's not the only one either. You also have Trudeau in Canada. He says that um, basically it's not going to be the same and the people have to remain vigilant until such a time as a vaccine is found. Mm. So you got all these world leaders really pushing the vaccine. So here's the thing. I was already saying that, oh, what did I say? 35% of the population isn't going to get the vaccine just because? Probably. Just because they're scared. I think that's... I wouldn't want an untested, unknown vaccine myself. I think between now and when... Because they're obviously going to push it through. Yes. They're gonna they're gonna they're try gonna, and slam gonna some push something a couple through. of vaccines. And that's, some, that's not gonna... how that's not how vaccines are done. It takes uh, over a year of clinical trials of and all that. Absolutely. But they're gonna push something through in the meantime. Yeah, they have these RNA vaccines. We, we, so you take that thirty five percent of people that is already vaccine phobic, right? And then on top of it, you take the fact that it hasn't gone through clinical trials or anything like that. Well, see, all you do there is you 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 allow for a very very similar thing to evolve later on, out like unchecked, out you know what I mean, like out of the reach the, of of any sort of. Uh, so the big problem that I see is that. So we've we've talked about this multiple times. Um, the the conspiracy stuff i feel happens when people just have a lot of time on their hands and doubt fear and so now you take the fact that it's a worldwide pandemic that all sorts of people are doing their quote unquote research about this and you have the people that have too much time on their hands already to come up with some crazy ass stuff. Ideas and now about, you give them even more time oh, on their you hands. Give them, yeah. You give them stuff to work with. <laughs> and you give everybody else time on their hands too. And now all of a sudden I everybody's think the, got a giant voice. I think the whole anti-vax thing is going to get way more prevalent Absolutely. If, if you push next... mandatory vaccine, the anti-vax movement will, will surge. Blossom. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. 100%. So then we're talking any, 40, 45, any, 50% yeah. of people even, that Even if that mandatory it. is like a voluntary mandatory where 
they're not necessarily saying you're going to go to jail if you don't get the vaccine. Instead, it's, no, you don't get to go to work. You don't get to go to Coachella. You don't get to go to the bar. Right. You don't yeah, get to you sit don't two get... feet next to that guy because his phone app's going off, letting him know that he's next to some dude who doesn't that have immunization. That hasn't been vaxxed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's totally right. where they're it's gonna, going. They're going to economically, viably, and and every other way ostracize you. Mm-hmm. From, ID 2020. Yeah, ID 2020. Exactly. You think... you. Th- Y'all should have just came out for the census, man. This shit wouldn't have happened. Right. <laughs> I nicked the census, man. Now that's a good boy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So- that, y'all should have come out for the census. No, I'm just playing. Everybody. We couldn't even get it's- out for the census. Well, I got censused at my house. You did? Yep. Sure did. Wow. By a nice, nice lady. I wish I could remember her name. I'd give her big old props right now. Nobody came to my house. Oh, really, you live like 150 <laughs> feet from me, dude. I'm they don't also know that the there's a house here. A business. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, locked gates apparently don't tell help. You are. Yeah, locked gates apparently help because I don't have, have locked gates. I do showing have, up at your fucking gate. Although right? I do have a total, real nice one of them rings systems. Big up ring it goes I don't around know. the yada yada hook us up, but uh, goes around the smock. Goes around the smack, eh? Hey, it's a smock look. ring. Oh, apparently, it's, Brazil got its oldest COVID is, survivor, ninety-seven-year-old uh, great-grandmother, is the oldest COVID survivor officially. She's got so a she's devil. Ninety-seven. Um, she, she got, got to deal it. with the devil. And then she got better. Yeah, apparently, ninety-seven she's, she's years recovered. old. She is way too curmudgeonly. She's way too cranky for COVID. Where in Brazil? Uh, let's see if it says... Somewhere where there are the uh, red fungus bearing... Uh, Sao Paulo's. Sao Paulo? Mm-hmm. Wow. Somewhere That's where amazing. they have the red fungus bearing a, cu- wait, a cullis tree. <laughs> and, well, of course, the Brazilian leader called it a little cold and asked people to go out into the streets and protest the coronavirus. Oh, yeah. Because What's you can name? protest a virus. Bolsonaro? Later, we'll see. Apparently. Look, I would much rather be talking about all of uh, Turkmenistan, man. I mean, yeah, Turkmenistan. I mean, it's uh, it's a crazy world out there. Brangley. So Turkmenistan. uh, I don't. We talked about them a few weeks ago. Um, Turkmenistan's uh, an interesting country, small little country. Um, I think we were talking about them just because we were having fun pronouncing the name of Gerbangli. Gerbangli's. Yeah. What's his? Uh, Mr. Gerbangli. Bertie Makamadov. Bertie Makamadov. So he's a, an interesting leader. He Makamadov. At the beginning, we was literally saying just that figured out how to pronounce that like <laughs> Bertie Makamadov <laughs> like thirty minutes ago. So he, he originally said that he doesn't know, or he does claims that the virus doesn't exist, that it's fake. Right. And it is. It is a uh, uh, made it illegal to a wear political masks. psychosis. That's right. a hoax. Now he's changed his his role, and the country's on lockdown. So they closed their borders previously, even though it didn't exist. And now they've closed the interior of the country, where people can't go around and go out. But at the same time, they're trying to pretend like nothing's going on while locking down the country. So they. So hope- he's riding around on his horses with uh, no shirt on. Is well, that they, what you say? They basically host their own 
Olympics. They have this whole athletic event where people are cycling in synchronized track suits and doing all this crazy stuff out in the public together in tight quarters, breathing heavily on each other. They're big on track suits in Turkmenistan. <laughs> yes, yes, they are. Synchronized specifically. And Does it take place at the uh, at the um, birdie? Uh, it's a Birdie Minavadov <laughs> drone. <laughs> Birdie Mohammedov. Birdie Mohammedov drone. Drone. Gerbangli getting dangly, Gerbangli. Gerbangli. It's the Gerbangli drone. Birdie, Birdie Mohammedov. <laughs> yes, no, it's the Gerbangli Birdie Mohammedov. Well, apparently, one of his favorite things to do is to play commando and blow stuff up, where he'll carry assault rifles and shoot at Tannanite and blow up different items on uh, on TV. He even sings to his people. He's great. I wonder if they wash those hands before and after they clap. I, I know for a fact John Oliver has like at least 20 minutes on this guy that he's done. <laughs> Just from seeing that, I'm like, I know who he's... Yeah, yeah. I know who this just, guy is. Just the looks on these people's faces as they're clapping there in the audience. They're like, do I Clap or die. This? Gerbangli. <laughs> Clap or die. No, dude, they're totally feeling Gerbangli. <laughs> Gerbangli. Bertie Mohamedov. So, interesting facts about... Uh, Anyways, Turkmenistan, apparently they're post-Soviet, but it's interesting because they got a Guinness the World next place Record you might... for having 5 million cubic meters of white marble on all their buildings. You might mm. actually be planning your next uh, getaway to Turkmenistan. That's right. They have less than 10,000 visitors per year, but one of those 10,000 could be you. It's the yes. seventh least visited country in the world. Apparently, it's very hard to get into. It is harder to get into Only the than seventh least visited? That's right. I, I'm assuming North Korea is ahead of it in some point. I'm, I would imagine. Yeah, Maybe some of the imagine. other less visited countries too. are tiny and nobody even knows they exist. At least Turkmenistan has the fourth largest natural gas reserve, so they're rather wealthy, hence the they're giant white marble buildings uber everywhere. Uber wealthy. Mm. They have, there's a there's an actual thing. You can't build a giant building over X amount of feet square footage without uh, without doting it with white marble yeah and they have the world's or sorry they have the largest fountain in uh central asia uh, fountains everywhere huge statues statue of gerbangli riding place, a horse this place makes um, oh yeah he loves horses yeah he like yeah. Participates he's obsessed in with horses he's like horse polo races champion and, but in his own country he's got an equine fetish he, he's he hasn't He's an equestrian if there is nobody (laughs) else. But here's the thing. He is the world's best in his own world. Mm. Supposedly 90% of the people who live in Turkmenistan are employed by the government. Yeah? Yes. And the other 20% are on their way out. (laughs) That is socialism by definition. No. No, they have a lot of uh, they have a lot of job opportunity for the. Uh, That's up a and statist. Coming. Yeah, it's and not less than one percent have internet. Ooh, yes, no world contact, please. Thank you. Yeah, it's because they don't want to. Yeah, I guarantee you that one percent of internet is to Gerbangli's house so he can watch his horse porn. <laughs> 
Good horse. old Gerbangly getting dangly. <laughs> horse porn. Don't come after me, Gerbangly. I'm sorry. You know, I'm not really you sorry. know where Turkmenistan borders, right? No. Yes. Uh, Turk and Menistan. No, it is uh, right next to Putin and his uh, Ryutans. It's there next to Iran. Uh, it is a smack dab in the middle of Fuckville. Afghanistan and all that. So another interesting thing and big reason we bring up Turkmenistan. Apparently there's been some whistleblowers talking about how there's been a few deaths and uh, also a couple of people. Now we can't find those whistleblowers. <laughs> yeah, who are they now? No. A couple people inside the country apparently. You're able to bribe the police to be able to get out and go get your necessities that you need. So you can give the police $100, $150 and go get your groceries. That's right. Disco, disco. It's That's like a uh, in true Russian disposition. That's a lot for groceries. Eh. I mean, not Ottawa's prices. Who are you to tell? <laughs> eh. $150 just to go shopping for groceries? And apparently, pro soccer. I believe games those are marks. Are also or, continuing uh, in what Turkmenistan. What are they? Uh, Meanwhile, Turkmenistan officially has zero cases. Yes, uh, we bury them all first. Yes, disco, disco. Mm-hmm. It makes it for much easier disposition. And Iran, on the other hand, is still having new deaths. Uh, this was an article Iran, from the tenth. One hundred and twenty-two deaths so on the tenth. so far away. So. I didn't hear the... What is it? How many? 122 new deaths. That was on the 10th. So that was at their, their higher peak. So it keeps fluctuating where it goes up and then down and up and down. So. What was their peak? They were they were doing not that well that long ago. It was only like three or four weeks ago. They were like <clears throat> in the upper echelon of... We have shit done. Yeah, pretty much. Let's see. <clears throat> That's why I ran so far away. I don't know. It looks like they're still uh, still stacking the cases. But it looks like their high point was at the beginning, at least with their deaths, uh, in the beginning of April, where they had a 6 to 7% surges in cases and a 5% surge in deaths. And then since then, it's been going down uh, to the 14th yesterday, where they're having... Two percent surges in new cases, as well as deaths at the two percent mark, as well. Hmm. So it, it seems they're flattening off. Um, on that day, the tenth, there was a spike where they had a, a jump, it went from two percent up to three percent. Um, so they've had a couple of spikes up and down here and there, but they're on a downward trend, as long with the rest of the world, except for the United States. Well, of course, we're the the last, and we're doing the most testing. Two million. Two million tests. Last I saw. Sounds right. Something like that. In a country with 138 million people. Gurbanguli Birdi Muhammadah. Gurbangli Birdie Mohammeda. See, she did not say Gurbangli. We're the ones that keep saying Gurbangli. Sorry, Gurbangli. Gurbanguli. <laughs> something, something Mohammeda. Gurbanguli Birdie Mohammeda. No, no, my buddy Birdie. <laughs> Birdie Sanders. Woo! Speaking of which, he uh, did his endorsement for good old Biden, even told his burner bros to, hey, it's irresponsible of you to not vote for Biden. Mm-hmm. 
I don't... Yeah. For as much as everybody listens to Bernie, I think that they only listen to certain things. So Bernie's saying, hey, everybody go out and vote for Biden, which is interesting that he did that like, what, like four months or something earlier for Biden than he did for Hillary Clinton. Yeah, he, he pretty much waited till the uh, DNC but to endorse Clinton. Right. I think that was mainly because he wanted to like stretch it out to the last minute just so we could like flaunt his influence over yeah, that. Right. That's when she came out and was like, "Oh, call us tuition this and <laughs> blah blah blah." I was like, "This is not part of your platform, lady." Right. So it's interesting to see like Biney, uh, Biney. <laughs> That's going to be their celebrity nickname now. Biney. Biney. Uh, Biden and Bernie working together for the the whole COVID thing. Um, I don't know, man. I've got a clip of MSNBS when Obama was doing his uh, endorsement of Biden, the official Obama MSNBS, endorsement. That's what he said, everybody. And today, former President Obama, from his home in Calorama, a video... Uh, <laughs> Calorama? <laughs> his home in Calorama? <laughs> let, me, let me do that one again, <laughs> so we can we can hear where he's living in Calorama, and his video... And today, former President Obama, from his home in Calorama, a video, a video that he tweeted out and put out on Facebook, officially endorsing Joe Biden after having stayed out of the Democratic primary race since it began with two dozen contenders. More than a year ago, in some cases, Bernie Sanders' enthusiastic endorsement just yesterday, clearing the way for Barack Obama, the party's most popular figure, to weigh in today. Joe gets stuff done. Joe helped me manage H1N1 and prevent the Ebola epidemic from becoming the type of pandemic we're seeing now. He helped me restore America's standing and leadership in the world on the other threats of our time, like nuclear proliferation and climate change. Joe has the character and the experience to guide us through one of our darkest times and heal us through a long recovery. And I know he'll surround himself with good people, experts, scientists, military officials who actually know how to run the government and care about doing a good job running the government and know how to work with our allies and who will always put the American people's interests above their own. Now, Joe will be a better candidate for having run the gauntlet of primaries and caucuses alongside one of the most impressive democratic fields ever. Each of our candidates were talented and decent with a track record of accomplishment, smart ideas, and serious visions for the future. And that's certainly true of the candidate who made it farther than any other, Bernie Sanders. Bernie's an American original, a man who has devoted his life to giving voice to working people's hopes, dreams, and frustrations. He and I haven't always agreed on everything, but we've always shared a conviction that we have to make America a fairer, more just, more equitable society. We both know that nothing is more powerful than millions of voices calling for change. And the ideas he's championed, the energy and enthusiasm he inspired, especially in young people, will be critical in moving America in a direction of progress and hope. Give him a place on the cabinet then. Yeah. 
you know? If Biden came out and was like, hey, Bernie is going to be Secretary of the Interior or something like that, you know what I mean? Like, that would be convincing enough to Bernie's supporters Absolutely, to, to back jump on Biden. board. Absolutely. If he to came jump out, on board? I think so. Yeah. I if think he was so. like, yo, this, this MFers getting this spot in my cabinet... He's no going to have what, a huge say you guys, in, you guys, in this and this and that. You guys do have your say in this because I'm appointing him. That would be the difference. Th- that's that, jump on board. Yeah. That would. So, like, Bernie endorsed Hillary in 2016. Right. That was, like, you know, not a full throated endorsement by any means. Oh, that wasn't wholehearted, full throated? Uh, no. Well, even this seemed pretty lackluster yeah but like if if the two of them really care about transferring bernie's supporters over to biden biden needs to basically declare that there's that bernie's got a spot in his cabinet Mm -hmm. that bernie's going to be making decisions in the government that bernie's not just going to be a senator from vermont right but to give him give him give him his due right like Hillary ran against Obama, she became Secretary of State. Sure, sure, okay. Give them their due, their due just something. Now, right. Secretary of State, I couldn't necessarily see Bernie exceeding yeah, I see, that. No, I, yeah, I because he's he's all that. about domestic issues. Yes, right. Let's not so do that. that would be rather silly. Right. Yeah, some May, sort of yeah, national please. position that you can put him in. Even Bernie would do a better job at uh, housing and urban development than Ben Carson, <laughs> and what? he's a brain surgeon. Uh, oh. You know what I mean? Like, like that. Anything. If if Bernie supporters know I'm that Bernie is going to be surgery. involved in policy in Biden's White House, then they would presumptively jump on, jump on board. I would think so. More I would than, think so too. You know, I said that. Without. I said that if if they did that, that's more of a. I, I would imagine, like you said, presumptively, I would assume that more would than wouldn't jump on board right. with that idea. That look, here you go. You guys do have your voice. You guys do have. You know what I mean, and give yourself opposition. Yeah. It's, in your I own don't, cabinet. I don't see Biden appealing. I don't know. Well, one of the things that Obama talked about during his endorsement is how Biden handled the uh, Ebola crisis and right. how it didn't become a pandemic like how COVID is now. Whenever it, How many people died in the <laughs> yeah. United States for from Ebola? Ebola? Zero. No, no, no. Two. But they weren't in. They were. They got it from being overseas. Yes. Though. Yeah. So it's not like they. But they died in, in the, the United States. <laughs> <laughs> Two people. Uh, and what? And it, what did Donald Trump say about Barack Obama during the Ebola, which wasn't even a pandemic? No, it was no, not. By he, any means, he said that Obama completely mishandled it, and that he should resign from the presidency. Because he completely botched the whole Ebola thing and blah blah. Two people, two people died, two. And Trump's like, 
Hey, if we keep it under a hundred thousand, like, two, two, two. why aren't you? Why? Why aren't people congratulating me? Why aren't people like high fiving me for like right. what a great job that we're doing? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. American people's approval ratings are higher than they've ever been in this entire presidency. Well, it's a okay. I I was not a fan of George W. Nine Eleven happened within the first year. Of his presidency. Yeah. And his his approval ratings went up. Of course. Giuliani, who was not a great mayor, all of a sudden was like America's darling after that. He's like the most famous mayor ever. Yeah. That's the only reason that he has any sort of clout at all. Yeah. The only reason that he would become Trump's personal lawyer or anything like that is because of all the 9-11 stuff. So in, you know, they say when there's blood on the street, buy real estate. When there's blood on the street, whoever's in charge, for some reason, their approval rating is going to go up. Right. It's his penis and ego. You've got Trump out there saying that he's a wartime president. The invisible enemy and all this. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. What did he say? Yeah. He said he's a wartime president. He's trying. That's his goal. Is to try that's and get- how they got him to admit to it. According to some people who were inside right. on the staff is they kind of painted it as this picture. They're like, hey, uh, if you take this on, like it's a huge crisis, like it's a war and that you're the champion of this war, then you're going to be able to win numbers back. And he's yeah. kind of thought about it and was like. Huh, okay. Oh, does the bone spurs thing go away if I do this? <laughs> Man, if Are I'm a wartime president, with, Donnie? I'm fighting against the invisible enemy? Which just makes me think of, like, the silent majority and all that other stuff. It's just, like, fuzzy math or whatever. It's just... And speaking fuzzy, of, of Trump... Fuzzy math... Really? It's just bullshit words I they get string it. I get it. I get together it. I get to try and... Yeah, speaking of Trump, you officially announced they're going to withhold WHO funding. No. I salute the American people for following our guidelines on social distance. So different looking out there when I look at you. Uh, their devotion, your devotion is saving lives. Today, I'm instructing my administration to halt funding of the World Health Organization while a review is conducted to assess the world health organization's role in severely mismanaging and covering up the spread of the coronavirus. Everybody knows what's going on there. <laughs> you got we don't need your commentary, dude. And he goes on to explain exactly why Everybody knows he what's made going that decision. On there. What, right. do you want Johnny Carson or something? <laughs> Slows it down, breathes to make it a little more dramatic. Can you be a president and not a reality TV show host? Well, how's he going to get the ratings, man? Uh. American taxpayers provide between $400 million and $500 million per year to the WHO. In contrast, China contributes roughly $40 million a year and even less. As the organization's leading sponsor, the United States has a duty to insist on full accountability one of the most dangerous and costly decisions from the WHO was its disastrous decision to oppose travel restrictions from China and other nations. 
They were very much opposed to what we did. Fortunately, I was not convinced and suspended travel from China, saving untold numbers of lives. Thousands and thousands of people would have died. Because zero. Had other nations likewise suspended travel from China, countless more lives would have been saved. Yeah, so basically... That's not even remotely true. What, that we give more money than China? Okay, yes. We definitely give more money than China. That's definitely true. But I mean, okay, if we're if we're taking this position of like top banana from the entire world, shouldn't we be paying the most to the World Health Organization? Well, not if the World Health Organization isn't paying that favor back to us with equal respect. Uh, I believe the World Health Organization was trying to give us millions of tests that Trump denied. Uh, Tests that may give millions of false positives or false negatives or something else. Okay, so it's better to not be testing people? No, I I think we should have taken them. I don't think that was a good idea for Trump. I think it would have been in his best interest to take the tests, whether we use them or not, just to take them. I'm just viewing what? it as a is a thing of of um it's a it's a we could give them to someone else and be the savior for someone if else. If we got millions of tests from the World Health Organization and they were faulty and we were able to prove it, then sure, withhold funds. But when you're trying to accuse well, an organization, I think what I think what I think what Nate's getting at is the fact that Trump didn't want to shoulder the the thought of. Being responsible for issuing this many tests and them giving this many uh, false falsities, and it ballooning and becoming uh, an American like f up. Um, rather so that than he tests. would rather that when it's all said and done, as far as deductive numbers go and all that stuff, if it's a lessity. It's a less. Um, it cost him less to not do anything for the time being, and just withhold everything, than to spring into issuing all these things everywhere and um, well, like and then president? being wrong. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's uh, everything. He's thinking of it okay. in every aspect. Here's what I'm saying. Like, give them out if they're I wrong. I understand. I understand. I'm with you on that. Then, give them the fuck then out. Then rain hellfire down on the WHO for giving you tests. But that, give them out. Yeah. yeah. And don't slow the roll of what the, like, testing. Like, they want the thing, to be able to test as many of your people made, as possible. Back me up with this. They only have so many people to test these things. Well, that's true. And, and there's also other countries in the world, not just the U.S. Maybe some other countries might need these tests no, more not, than we do. not in Trump's mind. No, I'm no. I'm well, just he, Like I said before, be one thing he was if trying he actually to steal said that, people from didn't. other countries to come He just said the tests here. were bad and the U.S. tests were the best. We have the best tests in the U.S. with the CDC. Right. I mean, has he not said that? <laughs> well, one thing that he said that I thought was interesting, and I looked it up, turns out that the WHO did deny human-to-human transmission back in January when it was happening, and he, he mentions that. The world depends on the WHO to work with countries to ensure that accurate information about international health threats is shared in a timely manner. And 
if it's not to independently tell the world the truth about what is happening. The WHO failed in this basic duty and must be held accountable. It's time after all of these decades. The WHO failed to investigate credible reports from sources in Wuhan that conflicted directly with the Chinese government's official accounts. There was credible information to suspect human-to-human -human transmission in December 2019, which should have, should have spurred the WHO to investigate and investigate immediately. You wouldn't have done anything anyway. In the middle of January, it parroted and publicly endorsed the idea that there was not human-to-human -human transmission happening despite reports and clear evidence to the contrary. The delays the WHO experience in declaring a public health emergency cost valuable time, tremendous amounts of time. Instead of spearheading, instead of spearheading the, um, the forefrontal assault on what is going on, he's, he is like sloughing off the idea of that any blame whatsoever should ever come his way. It's, it takes a lot of, Balls, I guess, to to do this in front of the entire world and say that the United States is cutting off funding to the World Health Organization because the United States believes that the WHO didn't do everything that it could have to prevent this like that takes the biggest amount of balls like even okay if i You're if i was if i was a leader blame. of They're a country absolutely right? pushing blame and not taking any responsibility even for what's going even on. if i thought that if i'm a if i'm a world leader right and if i thought that i just like you know, 100 hands to the sky. I I took care of this pandemic in my own country better than anybody else, right? Then maybe I would have the audacity to call out the World Health Organization for what they've been doing. doing. If I was spotless then maybe that's what I would do. But knowing what, that like what you should be doing you can't is even helping you the can't WHO. even take care of what's going on within your fifty states and ter territories. And territories. And ter yeah, nobody ever talks about, about the territories. Nobody ever nobody ever does talk about the territories. So the fifty states hey, and the territories. Nate, do we have a list on those territories onto which that we owe those yeah, such like half great respect as to well, and Trump's Trump obviously doing so much for everybody that he's able to call out the World Health Organization for them responding to... Basically, what it is is he's upset at favoritism that he sees that they're giving to China sure. because China is his big adversary. And everybody knows he that China's the, fudging their numbers and all that stuff. He's the dissolute. And the World Health Organization is giving the them a pass. It's true. Yes. little kid who gets all mad. But he's exactly. Mad. But does that mean that you stomp around in your sandbox and say that. But this is his sandbox. I'm going to cut off the entire world 
because of how this organization is showing favoritism towards China. What he thinks of cutting off the world is like him not tweeting for 40 minutes. I wish. Well, we, we all know the World Health Organization is part of the Illuminati and the deep state. Oh, that's true. That's, that's right. True. Actually, Nate, hey, you got actually, there's some more stuff on that, right? Nate? What? Oh, there, what? there <laughs> always is. There's always what? more what? stuff what on you, the deep what? state. It goes what? deep. What? What so were you deep. talking about deep state Ooh. stuff? Oh, uh, man, I wish I had that. I, I'm going to have to pull that clip up. Actually, the, that meme that went around we, where Fauci was putting his hand on his face because Trump said mm. something stupid. So he had two fingers up on his right hand, right? So, and I love this photo. So it's, uh, you've got Fauci on one hand where it looks like he's he's about to like ask a question or he's answer or he's whatever. And he, he's got two fingers up. He's signifying that he's answering or questioning. I mean, they're not together. Like he's doing like a boy scout salute or anything. He's got one. And then there's one sort of next to it. Kind of like cockeyed Pope, off like or whatever. His hands around, like, you know. But they, they put it he's next orchestrating to orchestrating his thoughts and comments. So I, all of you out there in, uh, in, in word vomit land. Oh Lord. <laughs> If you remember, um, there was a statue. Okay, so I forget which southern southern state it was. I want to say Alabama. I think it was Alabama. You would. They had a they had a statue of the Ten Commandments in the courthouse, and because of the separation of church and state, there was a local Satanist chapter that was arguing that you can't have a statue of the Ten Commandments in a state building because, because of the separation of church and state. So, and then there was a lot of, you know, local groups and whatever, and there's protests and all this other stuff. So the church of Satan had this statue commissioned a statue of Baphomet. And I'm not going to get into demonology and all that stuff, but Baphomet is basically, so the upside down star in a circle represents Baphomet, which is, uh, you know, don't don't let him babysit your kids. Right. Um, so they put this picture of Fauci next to Baphomet, but it's the sculpture of Baphomet that the Church of Satan yeah. did. I just the whole thing tickles me to no end, and I'm I was raised very very religious, oh, yeah. so like. <laughs> That, that particular one was pretty good. Um, yeah. But the one I, I, find the one I was talking about is the one where, you know, where he like touches his face and everyone's saying, oh, don't right. touch your face. Don't touch your face. Mm -hmm. He does like the face palm. And the captions usually something like when the president says something so stupid, the health expert touches his face. Right. And the statement he made uh, was pretty you know, interesting. Thing, uh, Secretary of State Pompeo is extremely busy. So if you have any question for him right now, could you do that? Because you know what I'd like to do? I'd like him to go back to the State Department, or as they call it, the Deep State Department. You don't mind? I'd like to have him go back and uh, do his job. So does anybody have any That's questions? That's when he touches his face. Yeah, and it touches his face right there. The is after State Trump State says Department, the really? Deep State Department. Because the World Health Organization installed Fauci as the deep state representative. Oh, my God. You must be joking me. <laughs> I am joking, yes. No, I mean, that's oh, a real clip. Man. I just watched that. Oh, yeah. He, he definitely touches his face over Trump saying deep state. Oh, talking dude. about a secretary of state. There's a whole... There's this, there's a subsect of the internet that believes that Fauci is part of the deep state. And that any negative thing that he says about Trump 
in in the media and the press and whatever like the clip that we had played earlier of Fauci saying that well of course if measures were taken earlier we would have gotten a little bit better would have right, died sure. that's so just... you've got all sorts of people that are like no Fauci's deep state and he's trying to undermine Trump and ma 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 so basically you can't say you can't say boo about Big Donnie. You can't you Without can't admit to him ever making a mistake or anything. Get ready for those unsealed indictments coming out. It makes you it makes you part of the wow, deep state gentlemen, uh, gentlemen, cabal gentlemen. that's trying to trying to, you know, unseat him oh, while he's Nick Will, you asked me about territories earlier. I guess oh, yeah. uh, the Virgin Islands, of course. Big P- shout out, Virgin Islands. Puerto What's Rico. up? Puerto Rico. Guam. Guam. Oh, yep. Guam. American Samoa. American Samoa. And, of course, the Northern uh, Mariana Islands. The Mariana Islands. Big up, big up. And those are the spots. Them spots. Mm. Thank you, Territories. Uh, we do appreciate you being acknowledged. And By Trump, uh, we think it's <laughs> we think it's as funny as you do. Territories, you know, nobody ever talks about the territories. Nobody. And there's a collective. Uh, That's why we gave them like big ups. Almost, Trump yeah. That's why we gave them the big ups. About three and a half million people in those collective territories total. Three and a half million, and they voted for Andrew Yang. I don't know. Bloomberg pumped a lot of money out there. No, Bloomberg, uh, what he I got? Don't know. You guys get back Samoa. to us. He at, got American uh, Samoa. RadioWideWild.org. Get back to us about that. Who pumped what out there and, and what you guys think about what's going on. Yeah. Get back to us at uh, RadioWideWild.org. We'd love to hear from you guys, our territories. Absolutely. Speaking of, of pumping, seems we're pumping up the war machine even more. Mm. All kinds of good oh, stuff going on Shiza. in Venezuela Shiza. again. Interesting uh, aspect with the whole situation. And actually, I was reading a couple of articles and, and came across a you, uh, idea that I hadn't thought of before. Yeah. So we have this whole economic issue going on in Venezuela. We're putting the pressure on uh, sanctions. We have. Well, the Western oh, said world. we. Maybe I should step back a little bit and go go into a little bit of history for Venezuela. So we had several different events happening, economic shocks in the 80s and 90s, political crises, all kinds of attempted coups and different coups. presidents. Coups. Yeah, coo- coup. coups. You don't you don't pronounce <laughs> you the don't p. Pronounce the p. It's a coup. The the p it's is a not coup. pronounced. Uh, I just coup. for some reason read it like that scrolling through these notes here. Um, so basically all it's these you're all cooped up. crazy, yes, all these crazy things happening uh, and then Hugo Chavez uh, becomes the president and then Hugo Chavez's vice president, Nicolas Maduro mm-hmm. gets voted in after Chavez dies. And so that's where we are now. And of course we, during the Obama admin and even before then had issues with Russia and Venezuela and, uh, yeah. Chavez Previously. had actually said that Russia was already building nuclear facilities for Venezuela to have a nuclear defense system. So well, that's their little, that's their little early 
early relinquished spot. Right. So cue the 2018 elections. Uh, Maduro wins and the Western uh, installment president uh, opposition leader Guaido. He is not there. He's not the guy. But according to Trump and many Western nations, including the European Union and the majority of South America, all say that he is the president. Except for Russia and China, of course, well, the two main players in this game. So what I'm getting at here is Saudi Arabia starts this oil war with Russia, mm-hmm. right? So prices go down. And now Venezuela, which had a little bit of oil, was making some money selling oil, making some money selling drugs. Well, now they can't do that because we just blockaded mm-hmm. their entire country. So the drugs can't get out. Well, and then two, they can't sell their oil because it's so cheap. They can't. They they lose money when they try to sell their didn't oil. Didn't the Saudis just make a deal with Russia? They did. So the, the OPEC, OPEC was thing? signed officially, and uh, prices are going up. They're not quite there yet, but they are going up right now. So that's good. Yeah, so buy for your, Venezuela. Good for Venezuela, not for us. But Trump just asked nations not to buy oil from Venezuela. They said, "Hey, do not do uh, trade with Venezuela." Why? Because do you know how many more people are going to do it now that Trump said not to? Right. I don't know. The it's West, like the, the nudge, nudge, wink, wink. No to mean. No to mean. No to mean. It's like nudge, nudge, wink, wink. No, that's where everybody else is going to start fueling up now. That's what I'm saying. It's like, like if He Man was wink, like, wink. okay, don't buy this. Do not buy Skeletor's oil reserves. Because you definitely need to buy Skeletor's oil reserves. Don't do it. You only want Grayskull oil. It's like Disco you know? Disco. You don't want Skeletor's oil. Venezuela has under 30 million people in it, and it's, I think, the poorest uh, nation in South America, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Um, but that being said, it's the, the gas most- is still 10 cents a gallon. Oh, yeah. It's the most urban nation in Latin America. Yeah, exactly. Mm. That's what because I'm of their saying. population density. That thirty million people in in the country of Venezuela. Right. Yeah, I saw well, that uh, part of the OPEC deal that they're um, like, okay, so we need to just scale down production because if they scale down production, then supposedly that's going to raise prices again. They're trying to combat the fact that there's no demand. For, for anything, right anywhere. Now. They have their things backed up. <laughs> but when they were like, okay, so, okay, we're going to scale it down. Uh, we'll cut it back. Okay, so only only 9.7 million barrels a day. Right, and they're only. still trying to get paid for every single one of them, and they're not even doing that. Um, oh, they're just backlogging. They're just pricing backlog. They're just backlogging. It's like overstock.com. It's another one of those things. So like, okay, I I realize that we've been off the gold standard for 40 years or whatever. Well, but it's, know. it's another one of those things where it's like your people wake up your currency. You're, you're, you're dictating the price of all these things based on this stuff that you're pumping out of the ground. Right. Do right. So like when we were on the gold standard, it's like, okay, we're printing money that we pro- that doesn't that we're exist. Projecting, we're projecting that we make but we're backing it up with we're all this stuff that we dug up out of the ground. Right. 
Do right. <laughs> right. And, and then we assign a value to. And oftentimes what they'll do... Um, Who decides what gold is worth? I mean, it's well, all it's supply and demand. It's just shit that we dug up out of the ground. Supply and demand in that do situation, right. especially in oil. The world needs it to keep spinning, essentially, especially world militaries. Yeah. So give For it sure. a fucking price and number then, Fuke. I mean, it's... When oil's down, war's cheaper. That's true. But <clears throat> I guess... I guess they don't want war. Because why would they try and get the price back up? Well, interesting thing on that, whenever Dude, right, prices war are right low... right now is a little expensive. Well, well, when prices are low, especially on something that you can store, like crude oil, you tend to We're store it and not sell it until on- prices boost. 9.7 million barrels a day. So I think we're people are is what money. they've scaled down to. How we're many do we have in the National Reserve? It. We're a not lot. making money on burning it. That's Another thing why. Trump did, Trump apparently bought million, huge leagues of crude oil Look because it was so cheap. You, nobody's going anywhere. No fucking planes are flying anywhere. No fucking true. tanks demand are is still low. shooting fucking Man, Demand bullets. is still low. It is world peace. Do you understand? This is the longest stretch of world ah, peace. But there's all those countries out there that depend, like, the on, oil. On war? No. Oil is how <laughs> yeah, they Us. survive. That is yes. one of the biggest challenges if we are planning a... Let me be the uh, boots one of, on the ground Venezuela type of situation is how do we protect our troops from COVID? So hey, let me be one of the first ones to saying that this is, I think, gentlemen, the one of the longest stretches in human fucking history of absolute, unequivocal world peace. Oh, yeah, the ceasefire in Yemen and all of that. And they're like, hey, coronavirus, uh, what a bitch, huh? <laughs> How about we not kill each Everybody other? Everybody take a break, eh? <laughs> no, serious. Yeah, no, it's true. We'll see. It's true. I think I might be first human in uh, all of history to see this. No. No. You haven't been on YouTube lately. Well, fuck off then. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's true. And it's it's one of those things where it's like stretch in human history of uh, you would think that we would all be able to like grab hands and like what the world needs hands. now grab ass no no now you get coronavirus don't wipe an eye no because everybody's okay so we talked about this last week I think one of the conspiracy theories out there was that China had initiated the virus to spread around the world and that they had a cure for it actually I watched a documentary the numbers went down times about that exact scenario it was kind of interesting so meanwhile all the other global economies are crumbling while China is able to restart theirs right buy up before US anybody stocks, else buy up european stocks right essentially assert their dominance economically so it's pretty obvious <laughs> that the whole world peace thing is not going to happen from all of this because everybody's still pretending that money exists Yeah, it seems we're all... Well, on the smaller level, it does. Uh, yeah. I would say if this gets like crazy out of hand, which I don't see it happening, but 
if if world economies just collapse, then yeah, I see this getting a little bit more old-fashioned, let's say. Sure. Get some gardens going, trade that food. And at this point, like, considering I could not have foreseen that we would be where we are now today if we were having the same conversation four weeks ago. Right. Right. So well, there's a guy try and think of what November or December <laughs> looks like. How How is that even possible? Well, we have how to get out of the economic that? lockdown. I mean, in all realisticness, and that's, you know, Trump gets a lot of criticism for saying we need to open up. But the reality is we need to open up. Deaths are inevitable. But think about how many more deaths there will be when people are rioting in the streets because they don't have money. They don't have food. They don't have. And the U.S. is just going to print money to give to the people without hyperinflation and economic collapse. I mean, you. this is the privilege of the United States. We have no, time. I'm not like anti-democracy. I'm not no, anti-United no, no. States but in any way. This is the time that we have to think about one way or the other. This other is places. This don't is the privilege it. that we have, where we're able to be like, oh, well, we need to do this, or we need to do <clears> that. What? That's my point. People the in time. other countries don't get to question their governments, or Fuck no, they get shot anything. in the streets, drug out back of their farms, and slain. There's not. Like it's oh, man, I'm yeah. telling you. Have you heard in this county that this person was going out without a mask and they got stopped and they were just trying to get cat food for their grandmother's tabby with leprosy and, and Riverside County did their well, then, app hey, where you could report your neighbors and be like, Hey, my neighbor's going out without a mask. <clears throat> He's been out three times today. Oh no. Okay. So you know why South Korea's numbers are so much better than ours, and Taiwan oh, and a lot of these other countries. Sight, my friend, no, no. Well, not just they—they they have a thing called contract tracing, which we really do not have in the United States. The so only they way to even do have that is with mass surveillance, and most they Americans have are against that out there and. In Asia, where if uh, if you're traveling from one place to another, your phone can alert you if you're going into a place that has X amount of coronavirus things, or you traveled on such and such subway, mm -hmm. and they're like, hey, this person who was positive for this was in the same vicinity or whatever. The reason that they have such few cases is because people in those countries give up certain parts of their civil liberties, let's say. And also have the highest suicide rate in the world. Uh, is that what you call it? <laughs> similar. Per capita, I think. No, I'm being drug off, being drug off the old bus. There's definitely more in a lot of places in the United back, States. Shot in the face. But, uh, and it's not even that they trust their government, it's just that they don't really have a choice. Right. And I'm not saying that that's what we should do here. Like the Uyghurs, you get your organs harvested and sent into I'm just camps saying in that the people here 
for the minimal amount that we actually do, we react in a way that's like, it's like a spoiled child being told by a step parent that they're grounded for something that they don't think that they did wrong. Not gonna get your sweeties mm. today. It's I like, well, you know. can't tell me that because you're not even my real mom. Hey, so you guys just What are you saying, it? Fauci? You're not the president. The president says that I all I have to do is take hydroxychloroquine. The Constitution says it right there. That <laughs> I'm free to be a dipshit. Hmm. It's true, yes, while, you're absolutely free to be a dipshit. Uh, while, yes, 100%. While being, while and being millions of Americans exercise this every day. <laughs> and hey, guys, don't forget, while being a dipshit, uh, don't forget that Asteroid 2020 GH2 hmm. will be whirling past us in about an hour and a half. Uh, what, was today? Wednesday? Two hundred, Yeah, at 223,000 miles an hour. Um, and it's uh, a little bit closer than us in the moon. Supposedly, we just found this one not too long ago. And like it, a day and a half ago. And it passes, yeah, in between the Earth and the moon's orbit. So it's literally flying between the Earth and the moon. And it's well, about the size of a duplex. The, Earth, the moon's on the other side of the planet. The asteroid's going to be on the other side, but within its orbit. Anyways, uh, it's about the size mm. of a duplex. It's... Only going 223,000 miles an hour. No, 223,000 miles away from Earth. Oh, that's are we talking about a Kansas City duplex? Are we talking about like a Crenshaw miles an hour? Uh, Probably Crenshaw duplex. Crenshaw duplex. Yeah, it's a small duplex. It's like 40 by 70. Smaller than a Kansas City duplex. 40 by 70. Yes. Gotcha. Duplex, and there's also another one. This is one they call the big one. The on big April one. 29th. This is the one that all the uh, hey Nate. Is this the one that it's all the, the name I used to dance under? <laughs> that all the uh, conspiracy theorists are being all squawky about. This is the Not one. This is the one. So Earth uh, swings into the orbit of they call it 1998 OR2, and they pass through very similar areas. Supposedly at a safe 3.9 million miles away. So that's outside of the Earth, uh, the orbit of the moon. It's 1998 what? The first time it was spotted was in 1998. So the name of the so asteroid that's name is then? 1998 OR2. It's amazing. Yeah. And then it's going to be even closer in 2057. Uh, where they suspect it'll be two point something million miles, and then it'll be even further away next year. Twenty fifty seven. So it's getting further away from us. So when did we fuck this one up? When it was real fucking. I think it's more of the how the two cycles interact with each other. So where the Earth cycle will go at a Uh, different rotation. The cycles start to match after a while. Yeah, exactly. So the cycle, the way the cycles (laughs) match. You know what I mean? You get them together, and the cycles just kind of. Kind of blend together. They start oh, gabbing. Sounds like, yeah. Anyways, I'm gonna stay out. <laughs> you of get that them one. together. Thank you, gentlemen. Cycles just match. Anyway, up. so thank you for that one. Uh, also, hey, did you guys hear? <laughs> How do you make science misogynistic? <laughs> <laughs> I think we just did. Well, it. check this out. There, check this out. Let me let me step us back here a little bit Ooh. because there is a. Uh, 
Sasfanafor. Yeah, a Sasfanafor off the coast of West Africa just what, discovered what as that? the longest living thing on the planet. Sasanaspor? Sasanaspor. Is it like a coral reef or something? Well, actually, Nate, you are actually pretty close in that. It is what it is, is it is a conglomerate of a bunch of little, um, little things that connect together to become one long string. So does it beat that tree thing and it's like wherever it was? It's like in the ocean, right? So the, there was, oh, fuck. Look, now dude, I can't remember where it dude, was, right. but there was, it was like the largest living organism it's, or something. This but it is was, exactly the same It was a bunch of different thing. trees, though, that were connected by... Oh, you're thinking of the largest common, living, like, living fungi. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, a, like it's in China. Okay. And it's, it's fucking huge, right? Are you just doing dialects all night? Turns out, <laughs> dialects all night. <laughs> no, but seriously, uh, it is. This is the longest living thing. Okay. Not Since Tommy Lee. Not John Holmes. No, it's over. It's over forty-five meters long. That's a lot of meters. You're right. Like Does anybody know what a meter is? Well, uh, the, the size it is, and you should. Oh no, I was asking the general public. You didn't. You didn't see my vacant stare. If, if you can, out there can look at his face, she'd be like, "He's he's waiting for a callback." Ah, I tried nothing, it again. But you you, you couldn't see it anyway. Uh, a it, meter is a meter is kind of close to a yard. So would you, you like ever, to tell them why it's not a yard? It's not a yard. What would you like to tell them why it's not? Well, you're using a much better dialect than I would. So why don't you do it? It's three inches. Three inches. Three inches short of a yard. Was it short or is it wrong? By the way, being short is not wrong. Well, I've got so we're full of public service announcements. Announcements? Announcements. It is an announcements. Well, I've got the worst COVID news yet since Brian's hitting us with this feel-good news. German zoo may have to feed animals to each other. Mm. Oh, my lord. So apparently they're talking about putting animals down and feeding them to each other as a worst case scenario. In a zoo? In a zoo, yeah. Why? Did because seals need animals? a bunch of fish every day. Why don't you just let Feed them the free? Feed the seals to the tigers? Well, they've been in captivity so long, it's not like they'd just be able to live in the wild. Well, hey, how about instead of having seal blood on your hands, yeah, for sure. Yeah, off to Puke's immersion blender you go. <laughs> you just let them out there, and then you're not responsible for whatever the hell off happens. Off to Puke's immersion blender. Instead of like, I'm going to kill a seal, because that's my job as a zookeeper. No, isn't that what's a bird's name? What's a what? Ah, uh, whoever's married to seal. Oh, I have no idea. Hmm. But, no, America's uh, getting their stimulus checks right now. I thought it was. Her. Yeah, who? 
thought it Supposedly, was Supposedly, who in this room has gotten their stimulus checks? I've gotten a, a few uh, sites on Facebook posts of friends of mine saying, oh, we got it, or a friend of mine got it. And the only thing we've got is I'm tremors out here. Right I haven't gotten anything yet. We've gotten tremors. But supposedly those getting paper checks, it's going to be signed, or no, stamped in the memo by Donald okay. J. Trump. It'll say President Donald J. Oh, Trump. Oh, okay. So I heard that that's why it's being delayed is because Trump wants his name on every check. Well, I guess uh, the government struck back and said that there will be no delays. And that, okay, that would make more sense because I thought it was all going to be direct deposit I mean, anyway. Well, most why of it is. So only the people who are getting paper checks are going to see Let me know. <laughs> and plus, I mean, how Can much I more... Can I give you a, a, a dialect that that you need to do for... <laughs> the rest of for the like film? The, or at least like the next 20 minutes. No. No? All right. Pick one of three. <clears throat> um... Uh... Tony Montana, Cuba. I, you know what? I can't. I need that. you to just, you know, just talk like you're Tony Montana. The whole rest of the thing, man. The whole rest of the thing. The whole rest of the thing, man. The whole well, at least the next 20 minutes, man. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you heard it. <laughs> right here. RadioIdolo.org. <laughs> okay, so I'm um, I'm checking my bank account right now to see. Nope. Eh. Nothing nope. yet. Nope. Yeah. No. My little friend. No stimulus. I would like to say hello to your little friend. Oh, whoa. Okay. Whoa, hey. Hang on. Hang on. But Six he hasn't shown up in my Six account feet yet. Apart. Hey. Your twelve hundred dollar little friend. <laughs> As you said that. Look, hey, hey, it says, hey, hey, this is so uh, good for you, know. good for them. Let's do a little local update here. So, Riverside County, and uh, the last update was 413. This is from uh, KESQ, which is a local desert news station. So, the case is up to 1751, uh, and it's up to 51 deaths. And, of course, uh, Indio is having 80 cases, Palm Springs, 70, Palm Desert, 60, Coachella, 60, Cathedral City, 50, La Quinta, 31, Rancho Mirage, 22. Quinta? You say Quinta. It's like a- La Quinta? Like La Quifa. It's all right. It's all right. Wow. Let's let them keep You know, none of this matters because we don't have enough testing. Uh... More or less. There's probably at least five to ten thousand more people that have it without any symptoms or anything, or that even have symptoms that aren't getting medical attention. You in know what? You guys, every on one a, of those areas. On an up and up note, seriously though, uh Charles Calvin, um, I who believe dat? who that who that who that he a lucky if he only would have been a little smarter and just been spendy. He should have spent this while he got it. Listen to this. Listen to this, you guys. So a um, off-duty or off-work firefighter. Uh, So he he was basically, he was a um, 
uh, extra, like on on reserve. Okay, so but he did okay. he did get a pension or a extra on reserve. Yeah, got an extra on Sopranos. Seventeen hundred dollars a month. Hmm. No, and he good. was he was expecting Definitely this $1,700 a month paycheck to uh, him and his son, to take mm-hmm. care of him and his son. Well, um, the day after his uh, $1,700 check went in, he went to go withdraw, and it showed $8.3 million. In his account? In his account. From where? Well, from heaven, apparently, is what he thought. What's the routing number for heaven? <laughs> See, now that's what I thought, too. Mm-hmm. Is it Swiss? Swiss origin? Heaven? Ooh. So, apparently, over the weekend, um, the government uh, put in accidentally $8.3 million into this gentleman's account, to which he did not spend a single dollar. Uh, cash all of it. Immediately, yeah. And I give him gone. <laughs> I give I give him the bonehead of the month award. Gentlemen, do you guys agree? Mm-hmm. You should right. have at least transferred it over into Bitcoin. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> well, no, <laughs> no. Go coin. No. You should. You guys should have bought a bunch of predated merch. It's all good. Anyways. Love Cash y'all. ball out is tougher than the mattress. No, but seriously, so this guy, by the time he, he got a hold of back. the bank in the morning, yes. Monday morning, by the time he got a hold of the bank, it was over the weekend. He waited till Monday morning. By the time he got a hold of the bank Monday morning, the 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 money had already been transferred. Thank you, Sleepy John, over there. Um. So, anyways, this guy almost had a. Uh, What's called what's called a midwestern heart attack? Okay. Yeah, it's like where you think you won. I thought you were gonna say midwestern heart on. And then you check the numbers the next morning. Are we allowed to say that? And then you <laughs> check the numbers said the worse. next morning. You realize that you just bad at fucking numbers. Hmm. Know what I mean? Well, somehow I missed this in my notes. I meant to uh, to mention this talking about Venezuela. Oh God! The day before Nate's we announced notes. our joint um, blockade, basically between twenty one partner nations over Venezuela. The day before that announcement was made, the Democratic Transition Framework for Venezuela came out, and this was from state.gov. This is a file you can find online where they talk about their exact guidelines of how they plan Venezuela to be. Um, basically the layout of the Western idea of what the government should look like. Wow. Are you joking me? So this is like new, this is new fervor. This is the plan. This is what we're doing. This is new fervor. It's a coupe. It's a coupe. It's not a sedan. (laughs) Oh my God. This is a, this is a two door. It's a sport. Well, they're trying to sport it to us. He says it's a coop. Don't try and sport it up, son. Is there any uh, anything else we got? Uh, apparently melee. Melee, melee. Apparently. Give, give it to me, 
softly. Well, I have too many things on my list, honestly. Well, let's see. What's one of the easiest ones to get through? Okay. Uh, have you heard of a processing plant run by a company called Smithfield? I have not. Uh, Smithfield is one of the top processors of pork in, uh, in the United States. Actually, I think I, I did read this one. So, because there's been a lot less of a demand, like, so on one hand, you know, and you have, um, you have people that grow onions for a living and they have nowhere to unload all of these onions. So they're trying to figure out what they're going to do with them or in, what are uh, we doing with pork, dude? Come in on, in the Netherlands, let's say they have, uh, they export a lot of tulips to people. They have an overabundance of tulips that nobody's trying to buy. Tulips and foreskin. Come on, tulips and foreskin. So the uh, <laughs> these pork processing plants, <laughs> if I needed enough peas, the perennial pork processing plants, they uh, they're not doing so well. So these guys are like, uh, we're about to have some porky uh, porcine fucking flu shit. I guess we're gonna have to cut our losses or something. Okay, so honestly, I don't know what's going to happen because before these pork plants, we're gonna have to shut down. Uh, the EPA under whoever Yahoo is in charge of it now. <clears throat> uh, they basically gave the go-ahead for um, plants, factories, whatever in the United States to just pollute with impunity, pretty much. They're like, hey, regulations, uh, yeah, those are a thing of the past. We don't have to worry about those. So it's amazing to me that you get rid of those regulations and then these animal processing plants are still not even able to keep up. And that's just because the demand is is so low. Uh, I'm not going <coughs> to try and surmise what Sorry. happens to all of the product in these plants. I don't think they're releasing them into the wild by any means. Right. But uh, when it comes to, hey, if you got to cut your losses, uh, well, as far as the EPA is concerned, all restrictions have already been lifted. You so, guys got a free and burn. Yeah. If, you, if you've got multiple silos full of pig shit, that you need to get rid of into neighboring streams and lakes and whatever from Dude, who's where looking? Your pig who's looking? Ain't nobody here. Nobody's nobody's hey, paying it's any like attention. The, it's like hey, it's like Johnny and the boys, right? It's like, hey, look, who's looking? Hey, if we run the and we run the and then then we run the. Then who's looking? So that kind of... Okay, so that brings me back to something that I thought of when 
when Nathan was playing the clip about um, basically like we know how to run the government. Don't, you know, don't get in our way. We know. Don't fuss with us, right? A brand new administration that yeah, we're is about to come about. Hey, fired and rehired. Like nobody's been in charge of the same thing for longer than just a couple of months. They're the ones that know how to run the government, right? Yeah, because you know why? Because everyone just keeps getting. And even it keeps you hot. Even Obama talking about Joe Biden. Joe knows how to run the government. Well, not even that Joe knows how to run the government. He was saying that Joe like, likes how your hair smells. Joe's uh, getting down with all these other people that know how to run the government. I'll tell you uh, who else is trying to figure out how to run the government. It's people saying that the post office needs to, needs to disappear, apparently. Well, it's protected what? under the, the Constitution. Yeah, well, that doesn't that doesn't matter to certain people. That is true. Doesn't yeah. mean well, that it couldn't be privatized. I guess. I know that Bernie Sanders, as relevant as he is now, since he dropped out of the race and endorsed Joe Biden, uh, of all the things that he's accomplished in his tenure in the Senate. Uh, most of them are renaming post offices. And I know that Bernie is like super into the whole post office thing. And he has ideas for how the post office would be able to, to deliver other things to the American people other than just letters. No, something like 80% of what they do is junk mail anyway. That's true. But that's, you know, I mean... We even get it in Idaho. It's true. It's like current box holder. If they could send something other than like like bills or other stuff, I'm sure we'd all be totally into it. So like, okay, especially in this town, like the post office is pretty important because we don't absolutely we don't get mail delivered to our house. Truly. Truly. We have to go to the post office this to be able to get our mail. This is our way of in or out of what's and this going is also on. Mostly like how we Amazon vote straight to the door. also. And I think that that's, that has a lot to do with it also. So, okay. In, in this whole post office fiasco. So, uh, it was reported recently that post offices around the nation that they only have so much money to be able to operate during the shutdown. Uh, it's it's only going to be able to last a few weeks, basically. And there's a lot of people so that are like, you no can't... Post? You can't yeah. not... Oh, no, that it would just shut down. That it would be like what? a... Yeah, yeah. And Trump himself is on record as saying that basically the post office is the errand boy for Amazon. That we don't need a post office, that other people are going to be able to handle deliveries and all this other stuff. That's like, not it at all. There's even, there's a, I wouldn't even call it a petition, but there's a, 
uh, not even a measure. There's there's people. Thank you, Nate. Anytime. People in the internet that in the internet, people on the internet <laughs> that are saying uh, basically like, "Hey, post office, why don't you put Trump's face on some stamps or something? You Do know, something like, to appease this." Like, yeah, if everybody he's... went out and just bought, like, a sheet of stamps, we could save the post office. That's kind of... that's Please, that's please just help us help you. Now, the weird thing is, like, in the stimulus that just got passed, the same thing that's supposed to give us all $1,200 in our bank accounts if we filed taxes in 2018 or 2019. Nate, you're um, a great human, but you're not that great. <laughs> that... That same stimulus, so uh, it was what? It was like $2.2 trillion, something like that? Sounds right. Um, Smells gross. So part of that, a very small part of that, was giving uh, working class Americans uh, a $1,200 one-time Payments right. that apparently they have to pay back in their taxes for next year. Right, sure, sure. And the next, but they uh, now forever. So there was a lot of stuff in that stimulus that was more for, you know, for small businesses or for whatever. Oh, We're sure. like Absolutely. trying to bail out the airline industry. Sure. There was stuff in there for bailing out the cruise industry, even though these cruise lines are technically uh, located in countries that are not the United States, and that's just so they can, you know, ignore our we, taxes. Yeah. But so basically there was in in the stimulus bill that just got passed that's going to be supposedly putting $1,200 into our bank accounts. One of the things that was fought hard for by... Now, I don't have <clears throat> specific information on which two senators it is, but apparently two Democratic senators were the only ones fighting for the post office. And they fought for $13 billion from that stimulus bill that that was going to go to the post office to help us get our Buffer what's mail. going on. Interesting. So apparently that just recently got blocked. Steve Mnuchin, the head of the Treasury, said that we're not going to give money to the post office. And like I just said, uh, you know, Trump was like, do we even need a post office? It's Amazon's errand boy. So basically, uh, if things don't change, it looks like one of the things that's on the chopping block, you know, we're, we're going to be USPS. facing a new normal. Yeah. Serious? We're going to be looking at a new normal once the coronavirus thing, once all of this is lifted and we're all going back to what we think is normal. No, not really, though. But apparently one of those things is going to be no USPS. the post office. No. Because Trump thinks that it's failing and that it needs the government to prop it up, which could be correct. I'm not going to say that he's wrong. 
but I can't imagine the world without a, a especially service. like we live in a small town. The post office is like the only government entity that we have. That's absolute. That's all we got in this That's town. True. They do, you know, passport services. They do uh, the your PO box, which if you're a, a citizen with a resident, then it's paid for by your taxes. Um, right. So they do a lot of services for the community. I mean, up here, I, you can't even prove that you live somewhere because Without there's no physical mailing address that you're getting mailed them, to. Yeah, showing them bills, showing them all that. Yeah, your your identification, your bills. I can't tell you how many times I'm trying to buy something online or whatever, and they're like, yeah, we just we don't recognize your address. That doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense. Mm-hmm. No, we can't ship to a P.O. box. That's we can't do that. But like that's that's how we live. Yeah. Yeah. What would Idlewild be without the post office? Be a one horse town. Maybe so maybe two I mean, horses. I know that everybody wants to crap on Trump all the time with all of his uh, ideas that he floats out there, but letting the post office die, is that something that anybody in this room can get behind? Nope. I'll tell you what Uh, right now. No. I mean, there needs to be fundamental changes done to it, uh, but I don't think just letting it die is the way to do it. You got to get rid of the... Pension plans where you're paying the pension plans for 75 years in the future. Uh, ridiculous law that literally bankrupt them. Uh, they could be making money. It could be a, a very good government agency with good checks and balances on their budget. But because of bureaucracy, that's not happening. And now they're losing money, lots of money, to the point where they're going to get defunded. It's, a, right. it's unfortunate. Unfortunate. A series of unfortunate events, if you will. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> then let then okay. Well, I totally get it. Yeah, let let Trump I, do what Trump does best, and let him let him skin it down to bare minimum, whatever. So it I, I agree with the stamps thing. Everybody go out and get stamps. It's you know what I mean? Stamp run. It's a stamp run. It's a stampede. Support your local chapter, everybody. It's a stampede. Fund the post office. Fund the Go post office. It's stamps. a stampede. There's all kinds of really awesome stamps out there. I'm blanking right now on the scientific goes name for a person who collects stamps. stamps. It's a stampede. Um, truly, if we want to keep our you thought about USPS it. USPS alive. Do it. Look it up. I will look it up. Look it up. Look he it. doesn't want to. If you guys could see how comfortable he looks in this chair right now. So now I've got to like lean forward. He's like, oh, I got to like click. Oh, I don't know. Look at some stamp facts. I don't know. Pukin stamp collector. In the studio here with Nasty Nate Dijonet. I'm trying. He's in like a gamer chair or some crap. The one that looks like it should be in a race car. It's taller than he is. It's like a... It's impressive, but still. Well, it could be. 
Is this the word you're looking for? What word? No, I don't Philately? look for words. Word Philately? Philately. The study of postage stamps and postal history. Okay, then that's the Philately. word. Philately. Philately. Not to be confused with Philately. Philatulence. Philately. Philately. To the brand. Philately. Philately. Now we gotta look up how to pronounce this shit. Puke, I told you about this, right? Tea with tackle? That's true. Well, Elisa's name doesn't mean I love children or something. (laughs) I told you about tea with tackle, fucker. Yeah, tea with tackle. Try it then. It's a nice English black tea with tackle. Try it if you don't believe me. Philatist. <laughs> is that what you call <laughs> You say philatist? Philatelist. It's the, the term for them. Philatelist. Philatelist. So. That's what, that's what we call it. A philatelist? That's what it looks like. Good old Google's telling me. Um. Puke has your philatelist. <laughs> So, there's this word that I've liked for a long time called fellatio. Oh, Jesus Christ. And to me, uh, fellate would would basically be a verb. To lick stamps. Con- uh, <laughs> right. Except this isn't stamps. That do you try? Nah, I mean, uh, it depends on what you're into. I guess. Those are dry stamps. Dry stamps. Ouch. I mean, come on, ladies. We're tired of dry stamps. (laughs) (laughs) What does that even mean? (laughs) Okay. Uh, All right, what else we got? Fine, I was like, oh, All right, we did Remdesivir, kind of. Uh, are you, are you, post office. Are you not quite all right with the fact that we did Remdesivir? Well, you know, we talked about it. I got a clip what on it. Fi- we pulled the final clip. Yeah, he pulled a clip. Well, these were highly anticipated updates, and what we got wasn't a clinical trial. It was an update on 53 patients who'd received remdesivir under what's known as compassionate use. Now, that's for very sick patients who are not included in clinical trials. And what those results showed is that 68% of the patients showed a clinical improvement, uh, being able to receive uh, less oxygen support, essentially. Now, there were 30 patients who were on ventilators, and the results showed that 17 of those were able to come off that intubation but seven patients included in these results died um now all right so seven patients dead out of 53 big study here for uh with no, no study. No control. It's no no yeah, not yeah it's really not a study it's more like a so not true science it's fake science fake science However, I've heard more about those numbers than using a rheumatoid arthritis medication to try and treat COVID-19. 
if you know what I'm talking about. How's that going? Uh, well, you know, aside from the um, millions of prescriptions that just got approved, but like we were talking about earlier, not for like California or anything like that. Apparently, the administration is trying to send this controversial drug sort of stuff to uh, the basically states that I guess they view as like not hostiles or guinea pig states basically basically let's talk about how uh, how we can escape the confines of what we think that we're meant to do so there's a legendary race course basically well, it's a cross. It's a cross country. It's a cross country race. So you it, can do. It, 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 any, dates, ba- it dates back long, yeah. long ago in galaxy far, far away. There's even but, a uh, movie of the same uh, title. Yeah, it's like Cannonball Run. Cannonball or, Run. Or uh, the Gumball Rally. Uh, as it, yeah, as it's been known to known to prevail now, it's the uh, Gumball Rally, but. It's cross country race, um, time with or trial without race. Gum in your mouth, with or without. Yeah, true. This uh, it was kind of a time trial race, ah. cross country. Um, I believe it's uh, well, it's it's time trial. Anyways, yeah, that time just got shattered. Well, with nobody on the roads, and see, this is the problem here. I talked to my brother, my little brother, who it's been mine in his dream to uh, do this gumball rally, and at least, at least, you know what I mean. Uh, be in the top, be in the top few, come close. Anyways, right. A little bit of bragging rights or something. Something. You know what I mean? So finally comes to be, uh, my little brother's got this gorgeous, gorgeous little car, uh, 911 Carrera RS. Uh, but long and short of the story goes like this. thought he was this. going through a midlife crisis. <laughs> it's a young life crisis. He's younger than me. Yeah, I know. It's a young life crisis. He's so, younger than Nathan. Uh, so long and short of the story goes like this is that, it's all about to it's all about to hitch off then, and uh, a couple of Irish lads on their way to way to infinity and beyond, and yeah. uh, COVID nineteen comes about, goes mucking up the whole thing. So, but well, it's interesting but, but that this it's a, allows it was a this allows for a twenty twenty. Was it twenty nineteen? Twenty nineteen. Okay, so it's a 2019 champion, I suppose. Uh, no, I mean the the year of the car was 2019. Oh well, yeah, but it's this year the, so it's a current thing. But and he's yeah. catching shit already. The 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 owner of the racers, they're catching shit already, and they should mm. be, because that's uh, with nobody on the roads. With yeah. nobody on the roads, it, uh, it it's not quite the same race. I would imagine you got like Hillary Clinton personnel coming out to be like, oh no, that's not how it went down. 
And they were all peddling a book. Everybody's stuck looking the other way. But yeah, 2019 Audi A8L. Yeah, limited edition A8. It's not even an essay. Like, it's not... Yeah. They did East Coast to the West Coast in under... Shattered the record by an hour. Under 27 hours. Do you have an exact time for all of us gearheads out here? I at least don't have it written down. Under 27 hours. Under 27 Pretty hours. crazy. Every, everybody knows that the... Uh, yeah, I can barely... The record, the record prior to that was 27, just over 27, somewhat. Uh, Nate, can you pull that up? Oh, the exact time on, on what it was? Yeah, the the old record, new record. Anyways, this is important to a few of us out there. But uh, they're already catching shit because um, with nobody on the road, who's to pull them over? Yeah, they said it's like an American Autobahn. Yeah. Well, that 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 would be such only if they were playing by the rules. Imagine rules. The kids. Twenty-six hours, thirty-eight minutes. Wow, it's even less. Twenty-six thirty-eight. Wow. All right. So, yeah. What does it say? Any any little tidbits there you have for me, Nathan? Uh, average one hundred and six miles per hour. That's about all it says on there for that for the current record. Trust country. How many miles all total? Uh, 2,825 miles. 2,825 And that's from the east miles. side of Manhattan to Redondo Beach. East side of Manhattan, Redondo Beach. All right. Well, hats off and cheers to the fellow blokes who own the current record. Uh, it's so posh. Although I think it's, I think it's actually, uh, pokey pie. But cheers to you for now. That's it. With that, we should do a shout out to the sponsors, huh? Let's do one to Pro Car Services. To uh, Forest Lumber. Thank you guys, as always, Forest Lumber. For the new uh, studio, too. It's going to be gorgeous. The best, the best studio. The best. And, of course, the other wild songwriters. Festival. I'm not sure what's going on with that. Unless uh, that vaccine comes out. Start injecting babies instead of shaking hands and kissing babies, it's injecting babies. Okay, I'm even glad to this. That was a uh, big thumbs up, you guys, and a love, love, kiss, kiss. Um, everybody else out there, be safe, stay washed up. I don't know uh, where San Diego. God bless you, San Diego. <laughs> you know. Fucker.
Word vomit!